You are Locked On Browns, your daily podcast covering the Cleveland Browns, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Uh, good evening, everybody. Uh, I'm going to sit down here to record. Um, you know, uh, obviously, I have a bunch of stuff to get here today on your daily delivery of uh, all things Dog Pound, uh, brought to you by Hotels.com. Um, look, it is the summertime. You know, time to get away here if you get a free chance at weekend or we have a plan, chance to plan something longer here. Uh, Go to Hotels.com. Get rewarded. Be there. Do that. Get rewarded with Hotels.com. Obviously, we appreciate them for the sponsorship of Locked On Browns. Uh, Pete Smith and I here uh, for your local experts uh, on the biggest stories. And obviously, we have one to get here to today. Uh, condolences uh, to MLB, the uh, are they still are the Anaheim Angels, Los Angeles Angels. But just absolute tragedy. Uh, you hear about a 27-year-old. You know, Major League Baseball player, uh, you know, don't know the full details, but obviously uh, Tyler Skaggs um, at 27 years old, no longer with us. Just just terrible. And, you know, I mean, God knows the reason. I mean, probably we don't want to know the reason. Just a a, a terrible, terrible thing for everybody, and obviously for Major League Baseball. You know, uh, best wishes. God bless to everybody involved. And obviously, you know, to the Skaggs family, just terrible. And obviously, it, it seems like the young man was married as well. Just... That's just just some brutal, brutal stuff. Um, obviously, you can always listen, guys. Whether it's you know Spotify, uh, Himalaya, Google Play, iTunes, uh, you know, plenty of places to catch the podcast. Uh, make sure you're following Locked On Browns over there. Any ratings and reviews are always appreciated. Um, Pete, actually, we kind of got a little hint at this last night, and it was nothing to bring into the show at the time. You know, I had sent you a message. I sent you what I had received. And then this morning, you know, some things started to filtrate out, and I actually asked you, I actually asked Jared Mueller, look, guys, you know I'm not in Ohio, I'm not in Cleveland, so I don't know, you know, uh, about the nightlife um, I sent to both of you about the Barley House. Um, Jared Mueller went right to work from there, and he was like, ooh, Barley House, and even Pete, and, you know, ooh, not so good, Barley House. Um, Pete, but, you know, obviously we heard some great reviews, and, you know, this is kind of where we went with it a little bit last night, you know, obviously Kareem Hunt was at Rashard Higgins Bowling, uh, bowling event that he had Saturday, we, you know, we'd heard some nice reviews or whatever, you know, Kareem was really good with the, you know, obviously, you know, with the fans who were in attendance and all that good stuff, uh, ended out going out Saturday night, and guys, this is just one thing it is, and, and with this, and look, we're not gonna look like, you know, to bury him here, but this is the problem when you have these guys on, in, and to use John Dorsey's terms, not mine, zero tolerance, you have to be the most careful of careful of the situations you get yourself into. Um, Pete, Kareem Hunt's uh, late night Saturday night. Uh, I'm only going to work with what we know. Uh, What we know is that Kareem Hunt uh, was seen at a bar. That is as far as you need to go before he has a problem. Um, He doesn't get the benefit of the doubt. And there are people who want to see him fail. So there were clearly, uh, as fast as humanly possible, uh, he the police show up to whatever. I, you know, again, I don't know what did or didn't happen. Apparently, it was a conversation. But the thing that did happen is immediately there was video. Um, so in that respect, he is a target. Whether that's because people are malicious. Or they just want to, you know, get their 15 minutes or whatever. He's always going to be a target from that front. Um, it doesn't matter if he goes to a bar and and has nothing but iced tea the whole night. He can't go. 
that is the price he pays for you know a, a litany of bad decisions that have involved bars, alcohol, and women. Um, and obviously, the most you know famous of those is the infamous one is where he kicked a woman on video. You don't get to just be a normal dude unless you're just deciding, well, I'm I'm done with football because at that point, then you can do whatever you want. But until that point, you don't get to do that. And I have to imagine that is exactly what he's hearing from the Browns. And there's no situation where I can fathom uh, Kareem Hunt goes into Berea and says, oh, yeah, I was at a bar last night. And that conversation ends well for him. Um, <laughs> I, you know, I don't expect it to happen to him. Um, honestly, I think. Um, even if he was to get in a real altercation, I, I, unless it got really ugly, it would not surprise me if Dorsey stuck with him through that simply because he took so much uh, what I believe is unexpected grief for signing him that he's not going to give him up easily. Um, you know, basically, you know, if you put up with that much grief signing him, you're not immediately going to cut him at the first thing because you've already suffered that much grief. So, you know, it's not going to end well for you. Um, The potential fallout for him isn't now. It's in uh, effectively five to six months. And that is when he becomes a free agent, Uh, you know, or, you know, whenever he's set to be a free agent, Um, this may well impact how likely the Browns are to want to hold on to him. What you get on this situation, regardless of whether he did something not wrong, is you're reminded very quickly of the risk involved with Kareem Hunt and the business you are in when you when you get in this. And it sort of reminds you how it, pretty good it sounds if you get a draft asset um, and you can move on from him. Um, you know, the thing that drives me the most nuts about this is after Johnny Manziel, after finally getting rid of Josh Gordon, it feels like we're right back in there with a situation where, you know, just, just the sheer mention of Kareem Hunt being somewhere is immediately a red flag and something that you're sitting there waiting for the details on and basically, you know, how bad is it? And that's, unfortunate that's you know that's again something that comes with comes with him um in the decision to sign him here which i think sucks because now what's going to happen when they get to training camp everybody's going to get asked about kareem hunt it's just how it's going to go and that's unfortunate because i you know i hate that i hate the fact that we had you know idiots trying to write puff pieces about this you know about all the progress he made which was largely taking a tiny little blip of something said and making it into a big story because then those stories come back and are now used against you. Even if you really didn't, it's not like the Browns said, we want to do this. They've been trying to keep quiet as much as possible, I think. And this is the reason why is you don't want to then have all that stuff thrown in your face, you know, with the baptism, with the supporting him and, and saying he's uh, surpassing expectations when those are, relatively small things to say but they're blown up so then it comes back uh when you have a situation like this and now they're going you said this you said this and you know you're sort of like being asked to answer for something you didn't really intend to be anything 
Well, for me, there's a couple of things here. Um, you know, uh, one of my, you know, obviously one of the, one of the Browns twi- uh, Twitter, uh, one of my Browns Twitter followers. You know, he said that apparently there's some pretty good spot, which is a yacht club in the area, and you know, he said he's seen Cream Hunt there on numerous occasions. Um, he he basically said Cream's not there for the food. So Kareem is going out. Um, look, I'm not sitting here saying Kareem needs to sit in church 24-7 if he's not working on football. But him being out, it's just not good. And the other thing is it's, it's not a really good look when you're currently serving an eight-game suspension. So, you know, stay home. Have your friends over. Part of the other thing is maybe it's time to lose the friends. Uh, we talked about this with Dalvin Cook through his entire draft thing. One of the best things for Dalvin Cook, and we talked about this when Kareem got signed back here, Pete. Sometimes going home is not the best recipe for people. Um, Kareem might be one of those guys. The fact that Dalvin Cook got out of South Florida and now resides in Minneapolis, that may be better because maybe, you know, and there's it, there's a motivational speaker that's been going around, and it's you know it pretty towards geared toward teenagers, and it's to pump them up and to open your eyes, and it's about you know what is you know what is best for you and how to view relationships you have, and you know even though that you people you're close close with, and here this would be the social media page. It's called Rehab Time, guys. If you're parents, I highly suggest you check this out, especially if your children are probably in middle school or older. And you know there's phrases of you know just because they're riding with you, does that mean they're riding for you? You know, and you know just because you think they are there for you, does that mean they are not silently competing with you? And that's what you have to worry about. Kareem Hunt has everything in the world to lose. His friends, that's not the case. So, you know, going to the Barley House, which apparently has a piss-poor reputation as far as, you know, a place to be on a Saturday night, which I've heard from numerous, numerous people through social media today and some of the Browns' local media, it's not a place you should really be hanging out with late on a Saturday night. You know, usually leads to a bunch of trouble. Um, another thing, Pete and I, you know, we've been, t- you know, we've been closing a lot of these shows lately with, you know, look, we're trying to give you as great and as many shows of solid content that we can, you know, throughout the entire week, you know, but the problem is now is any player news right now is essentially bad news. And this is what we keep telling you. You just want to check off another day till we get to camp. And then he gets something like this. Um, and Kareem got the ultimate gift. You know, he got rewarded. The Browns had no idea what his suspension was. And it's very similar to the Desmond Harrison thing. You rewarded a guy who maybe necessarily didn't, deserve the reward. Obviously, Desmond Harrison, it, it crashed and burned badly. Um, for Kareem Hunt, look, I mean, you know, I don't want to see, see Kareem Hunt's life career over. No, he's a really good player. You know, I want to see the guy get his life on the right path. You know, whether it's even only for eight games here in Cleveland, you know, I like the game to be really good. I want all the better players to be in it. But he needs to start thinking, you know, a, a, about the next seven to eight years you know, and the problem with Kareem is, you know, even still, if it's eight games, though, there's here's this other blip on the radar screen, um, and now you're going to have, you know, people looking at him, and, and are you going to put, Pete, would you put a boatload of guaranteed money on Kareem Hunt after, you know, a couple of incidents, and maybe what he shows, and off of the fact that two years ago, he was a, well, I mean, even still, and, you know, last year, which, yeah, he was really, really good, but this is the running back position, and it's it's a guy you have a hard time putting a lot of faith into.
No, I mean, I think most people are going to treat him as a year-to-year thing or any contract. In- Incentive-heavy. Yeah, it's substantial outs, uh, that, you know, or, or something written in the contract that if he does X, Y, or Z, that, you know, basically all the guaranteed money or whatever is void. Um, yeah, I mean, this is this has sort of become, you know, obviously in terms of substance abuse, it's not to the same level. But in Josh Gordon's situation where, you know, all the talent in the world, but nobody's going to really likely give up a ton for them. Again, it, it, it's the details matter in this situation, but uh, in, in Kareem Hunt's case, it's a, you know, a very short career uh, filled with a ton of bad decisions. Um, and again, everybody talks about the kicking incident, and that should be the focal point. But the fact of the matter is he had three incidents in bars that were investigated um, with with this whole eight-game suspension. And my understanding is one was nothing, but two were, you know, at least uh, something concrete there. And they involved, you know, physical altercations at bars. I mean, this is, this is not a place where you get to go and, you know, and just pretend like, you get to do this. Like this has clearly been a problem for you. And if your career matters to you, you sort of have to make that choice um, that you're, you're away from it. And, and, and I think in that respect, I think he is, um, he and, and John Dorsey both struggle with self-awareness and understanding what the, some of their actions have consequences. And they're sort of like, shocked when they do something that it gets a reaction it doesn't. I don't I, I don't know where in the decision process it entered Kareem Hunt's mind that at, you could go ahead and go to anywhere uh, that's a bar or whatever, you know, especially in downtown Cleveland, and as, expect it to be, you know, a fine. Like, that's that's where you lose me on this one. Uh, and, and that's just the case. I mean, and in, in, in for him, the decision has to be no. I mean, it obviously, you know, whether, you know, the plans, you know, were set up, you know, hit up his friends, what's everybody doing after he rolled out of Richard Higgins' event, use better judgment. Nah, if that's what you're all doing tonight, man, nah, I'm headed home, whatever. I mean, the drinking thing, I don't know where they are on that. Um, If he's supposed to be drinking or not, I have no idea, but it seems like he kind of told the Browns, this is going to be something I'm going to put in the past because me and alcohol, we don't work out very well together. No, I mean that's the thing is like you don't you generally don't have you know an alcohol counselor is going to tell you to drink alcohol, um, and that is one of the things that you know came with his reinstatement. Part of his plan uh, was anger, and part of his plan was you know dealing with alcohol issues, and you know obviously putting yourself in that situation opens you up to that possibility. Again, you don't he can't go and just drink ice water all night and that's fine like that it's going to look bad no matter what he does so well but the other nobody's ever going to believe you're in a bar and just drinking ice water and you're there to make sure your friends get home safely when you are the star of the crew nobody's ever going to believe it they're not right well that and 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 even if you were like it's just too easy to to get into a bad situation so you just have to Take yourself out of that. You just you don't have a choice. Like if don't if, are, is that going to be what you know lets you lose your football career? Are you gonna you know are you willing to go essentially go work a loading dock or sell insurance or cars or whatever uh, 
because you you just couldn't you know keep yourself together long enough to to you know enjoy a lucrative football career. I, you know that is the question that faces him. And and this is the thing. And I go back to that rehab time, rehab time, the motivational speaker, you know, and even these people that you know he's going to spend time with. If Kareem Hunt got banned from the NFL tomorrow, had to serve a two-year suspension, would these people give a crap? Are they riding? Are they hanging with Kareem Hunt because Kareem Hunt's got money? He plays in the NFL. When he does play in the NFL, he's a star. Or do they truly care about Kareem Hunt? And these are the decisions Kareem Hunt needs to really sit down and investigate for himself. He needs to associate with himself with people who care about Kareem Hunt, the person. And so those are the people he can trust who also care about the total package of Kareem Hunt. Um, let's keep him in good places so he can go do what he wants. Um, and it also part of it is on Kareem. Do you want to be out of this league? Because you know, once you get an eight-game suspension, I mean, it is a slip. I mean, it's a snap of the fingers, and you're 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 out of the league. I mean, he's to the point now where, you know, he's walking out on a frozen lake in questionable temperatures. There's nobody help, there to help him if the ice cracks underneath. So this is, you know, it's it, it's more serious than it does seem. But Kareem needs to just, and this goes back to what you know. Kind of, for a guy with a history of making bad decisions, it's time, Pete, that he's got to turn around and start making some good decisions and put himself before everybody else. This isn't about the friends he grew up with. None of that. It's about what's the best for Kareem Hunt. And for him, finding a way over the next five to six years, finding a way to make $30 million because it's truly on the table. This is the type of player we're speaking about. Right. Um, you know, he's a 2000 this guy is capable of 2,000 total yards per season. Right. And, yeah, it's it's the same thing with when it was Josh Gordon. And this is, unfortunately, the, you know, the parallel we have to draw is you you have to put yourself uh, first in terms of your career and, and get out of those situations. And just you, you have to you, – you don't get any room. Like, there's no wiggle room here. You don't get to explain it away. You don't get to – and, you know, even if he has another situation like this, it may be the end. Uh, so, again, it, it comes down to what's important to you. And if, if football is important to him and it, it, having a career and, and being able to play is important to him, then he finds a way to make the, the right decisions. If not, then he's going to, um, you know, he's going to end out of the league and nobody's going to feel sorry for him. Yeah, and it will, and then, then there's this, Pete. Um, and look, guys, he's not going anywhere. Um, you know, John Dorsey. He, you know, we've talked about this ad nauseum. He's got a, he's got the ability to put out some big time phrases with things and zero tolerance and things of that nature. But part of if he were to move on from Kareem Hunt right now, Pete, it would be him having to say a, you know, I effed up. John Dorsey ain't gonna do that, and we all know that. And then there's also, Pete, the Duke parallel here where you were trying to move on from a guy who's been nothing but consistent as a person and a player, except for when he really got to the point and broke down because his feelings were just that hurt and felt so disrespected. But, you know, th- th- there's a lot going on here. And, you know, obviously you, you talked about the plan was, all right, Duke's going to play for eight weeks. Cream comes back. They're going to move on from Duke faster than the Flash. There's no way in hell you can run with that plan right now because 
you can't trust Kareem Hunt to be there for Week Nine. Right now, you just can't. Um, you know, right now, I, I doubt anything has changed. Um, I think uh, they will still do that uh, unless unless they actually get rid of Kareem Hunt. Then I, I fully expect them to do that. Um, having said that, I, I think the people who you know have, have have basically shitted on Duke and you know basically tried to make his uh, dissatisfaction with John Dorsey and the organization because he said something in public you already knew. Uh, Which may is you know, such a heinous crime as opposed to, you know, some of the things that, you know, Kareem Hunt has been attached to. Yeah, I think people, those people may want to revisit those and rethink this because you are that close to very much needing Duke Johnson. and Yet again, for the uh, fourth year in a row. <laughs> and, and he has been you know, the reliable guy that you're now taking for granted and think is bad for your team and, and all this stuff when this now is going to be a thing that players are asked about, coaches are asked about. It's going to be part of, at the very least, the opening training camp. So you tell me what's more distracting. Uh, a- answering a question about uh, Duke Johnson, who's never done anything as far as his teammates go, that has been anything less than a hundred percent, and you have a situation where you, you know, you are going to be asked about a guy you can't possibly comment on because you you don't know him well enough for one thing, and and you certainly can't rely on him. Well, and that's the other thing because you know camp is going to open up, and there's going to be questions asked about a guy who's not available till uh, you know after Halloween, which puts everybody in an awkward spot to begin with. Um, look, Kareem Hunt, right the ship. You know, look at what is possibly in front of you and realize, you know, how how close you are to never achieving it. Um, a lot of people, you know, so many NFL running backs would kill to be in that situation. You know, please just, you know. And, you know, we even gotten to the point where we tried to move past it and just accept the fact that he's going to be here and the specialness that he brings and the abilities he does bring. But, you know, there's also that, you know, that factor of it, it could be something that never, ever happened. And that's the part that, you know, and then it just becomes a bad look for the team, uh, for the front office, for the team. It just becomes a bad look because, you know, sometimes you gamble on something that, you know, and you take all the knowledge in hand and you try to make a really smart decision and you, you're justifying it when a lot of people are looking at the same information saying, well, I don't know if the decision you made is justifiable. But, you know, obviously the wait-and-see approach with Kareem Hunt is just going to continue to roll on. You know, obviously for him at 23 years old, hopefully he gets, uh, you know, everything in stride for him. Pete's going to tell you about the good folks over at Blue Chew, and we're going to continue along here on Locked On Browns. So the Cavs drafted this kid, Dylan Windler, from Belmont, and he's in the summer league today, and all these reports have come out about him having a quick release. And I don't know how anyone would know that, but if that's a problem you have, you may want to consult the good people at Blue Chew. In addition to helping you bring your A game and uh, you know that consistency, it's also about the uh, that reload time and being able to get back to back in there. Uh, and 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 you know, unfortunate that a guy like Windler is out there on Front Street, but he's not the only one that this runs into. Uh, so for him and for for people uh, in a similar situation, uh, the good people at Blue Chew are there for you. Uh, blue like the color blue. Uh, blue Chew brings the first chewable with this FDA-proof active ingredients is Viagra and Cialis. You know work. Take them day. You can take them anytime, day or night, even on a full stomach. And since they're chewable, they work up to twice as fast as a pill. So you can be 
ready whenever the opportunity arises, or if it needs to arise again. In this case, um, <laughs> check out the uh, check out check out the promo code. Uh, obviously, lockdown would be the promo code. And uh, Pete, beautiful. That was a nice one. Obviously, Pete's been watching a little summer league, as you can all tell. And thanks to Blue Chew, as always, for the sponsorship of Lockdown Browns. We do have a couple of listener questions here in our buddy Giovanni Raviz. Um, Pete, I, I don't know if you're going to go into the mentoring, fostering program for Kareem Hunt. And um, I know he's not going to come live here because I'm not going to be telling Kareem, look, you need to stay off the sauce. You need to stay out of the bars while there's a tall boy in one hand. Um, but, yeah, look, you know, somehow, some way. And this is even the thing because normally what you would do sometimes, you know, with a guy like Kareem Hunt is, you know, go live with a teammate and I'm not sure one of these teammates who have you know all their stuff in line but this is again with Kareem he's he needs to find the right path and look I mean and it's again maybe get as far away from Cleveland as possible for now come back camp all that stuff but you know being here where you grow up and you know so many people it's yeah yes it's tough to say you know peace to the people you've known for a long time but Sometimes it's, you know, again, you just got to put yourself above everything else. Yeah, I, I'll be curious to know, I mean, you know, this is one of those things where you'd love to be a fly on the wall to know what is basically being suggested or, you know. Yeah, I mean, because apparently he came in for his scolding, and I, I, you know, I can only imagine what that entailed other than, you know, unless John said, look, I got a, I got a basement that nobody's using, come live there. Right, I don't know if he's like essentially being sent to like the Bahamas to dry out or something. Uh, yeah, uh, or or you know, I don't I don't know if he was part of the, the contingent that was supposed to go out, uh, which is currently going on with Baker Mayfield or not, and that he's not out there. But you know, that would be an easy way to sort of alleviate the situation is basically ship him out there. Uh, but, but there is a wedding yeah, Sunday. <laughs> I don't, so I don't know what is basically being suggested to him, but you've got, you know, 23 days until camp. Uh, and, and, and the thing with this is it's going to sit around. This story is not going to go away. The only way it does is if something else happens and God forbid something else happened. So unless they're going to scramble and get a contract extension done, which would be great. Um, this is going to sit around for a while. And, and, and in that sense, it may be the best thing for him to, uh, get out of town for a little bit uh, and go somewhere sort of healthy for him and, and let him sort of uh, appreciate the situation he's in and make sure he's, you know, uh, not in a situation where he's tempted. And, and yeah, his, his, uh, and I, I, I can't possibly begin to guess if these are the same friends, but you know, a lot of his issues have been in and around the Cleveland area. Obviously one of them was, the issue with the woman was at a Cleveland hotel. One of the issues he's had was at Putin Bay. Um, so he, he has a history with this area, and this is something that was pointed out when he was brought in. Um, but, yeah, if, if his best move isn't to essentially uh, get out of town for a few days and, and again, uh, refocus and uh, re-sort of appreciate the situation you're in so you don't blow it. You know, and look, maybe, you know, if he is part of that L.A. contingent and maybe going to see Baker, you know, tie the knot and realize that, you know, there's a world of 
greatness and, and possibly with the money that can go along with everything that he can achieve and that's something you know you definitely want to consider G we got another good question from Gio but we'll save that for a little later um this is actually a pretty uh, good one here let me sure I'm getting the handle right if you got a Bob Euchre Abby all the more better to you uh, KS in Cleveland more likely to lose the battle as a offensive lineman Austin Corbett or Chris Hubbard Pete more likely to lose? More likely to not end up being a starter in the offensive lineman week one. Mm, that's a good question. Uh, it is a good I'll, question. I will say Corbett, um, though I, re- I I really think he's going to win that job. Um, man, the thing that I don't know, and, and the, the, this came this out. This is why it's a good question. The thing that came out Sunday, I think. Maybe it's Saturday. Is the Cleveland Browns website came out with talk about the offensive line and. You know, and obviously this is not like they know or anything for sure. But it was interesting that they didn't even mention Kendall Lamb at all. Um, I tell you what, though, when they do do these things, it seems with like each piece, you go through it and you're like, like it always seems like some guys omitted, whether that's intentionally or unintentionally. There's always one where I go back through it and I skim through it. And I'm like, well, why wasn't his name put in here anywhere? Right, so they're you know there's they uh, are they phrased it as basically you know going right up to the edge and basically saying that the Browns four of the Browns starters are entrenched and that the right guard is the one that's left and I'm not sure I buy that I I, I think if Kendall Lamb has a shot he may end up to you know could potentially beat out Chris Hubbard for that because job. and they're both and they are both Dorsey guys so if they chose one over the other it it, it you know it. it you know, it, it fits the motif that's kind of been the thing here for a little bit. This is Enantown. Yeah, so uh, I, I, I'm very curious. I mean, obviously, in mini camp, he was working pretty much exclusively as a, a, a the backup left tackle, and and you know they they, they emphasized that uh, that, that mini camp was about versatility, and certainly he he played right tackle all year for the Houston Texans. If showing viability at left tackle would be seemingly more interesting, but when they do come out to camp, um, is he going to? You know, how quickly is he going to get reps at right tackle? Is he going to get a chance to go ahead and supplant uh, Hubbard? So I think Hubbard's more likely to start. Uh, If nothing else, the money element is there. Um, So I I think you know I'll say. Corbett is more likely to lose, but that's that's I think that's closer than some people want to admit. Um, me personally, I'm thinking second round pick, Chris Hubbard, Kendall Lamb. I I, I would say maybe you know, and this could you know maybe Hubbard, you know, start slow, um, you know, and now he has a little bit more competition than he did last year. Um, I think they're going to give Austin Corbett every shot to win the right guard position. Whereas it could be something that, you know, as the weeks build on, all of a sudden we get to that third preseason game and you get a little, Kendall Lamb's going to be the starter at right tackle this week. You know, I I could see that scenario more than, you know, uh, Kalish just flat out beat Austin Corbett, which also means that John's got to admit he was wrong on a draft pick. Um, which you know, obviously would be a tough pill for John to swallow. Um, whereas if Lamb beat out Hubbard, it's, hey, I brought them both here. So, you know, I mean, that, that's that's a no-lose situation because they were free agents he went out and acquired. So 
I'll go with, you know, I'll go at right tackle, but, you know, definitely a good question and appreciate it on that instinct. Um, obviously, Pete, like we had mentioned here, uh, you know, the the L.A. party, if that's what we want to call it, is, you know, uh, about to be. There's video of him running routes. Oh, to know. Running, I use running generously because he's very slow, but no, he's, he's full go. Um, I actually had somebody send me a direct message today. What if it was maybe a visectomy? Um, I don't think pro athletes go for visectomies, and Jarvis is way, way young. Two kids and as much money as he has, and I guess what, at maybe 27 or whatever. I, I, I'm not sure you're you're shutting the uh, the baby maker down just just yet. Um, but what's up? They're reversible. Uh, yeah, why go through it the first time to go through it a second time? <laughs> Nobody's going through it. I mean, you, you know, all right, let me just go get it done again. Nah, 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 nah. Um, but, you know, I, I, you know, and this is the thing, and this is, it, it's obviously, it, it's good for rapport, but it's also good, Pete, for when these guys can look each other in the eyes, you know, in key situations and, you know, look, we've done this a million times. We've done it together. We've done it on our own. We didn't have to. And it's third and seven and it's the camaraderie and it's the, and it's also, also when it's being done without a, a coaching lens, obviously, you know, there's, you know, whatever, yeah, I'm sure there's, you know, trainer types there and, you know, Baker's type of, you know, obviously trainers, whatever, but it's, you know, this is, this is something, and I do enjoy when, you know, players will take the time to do this but you know you get yourself in a key situation it's third and seven third and eight whatever and you look each other in the eye and you know that you guys have put in this extra work because in fact that is what it is it's extra work and this is you know those are the situations where it comes down to because you know hopefully you know like look i mean i've thrown you i've already thrown you 300 back shoulder throws so if that's what's going to come to this one we're on this we got this yeah, well, I mean, the other part about this is, you know, these type of events are how you earn respect. Um, it, you know, and obviously Jarvis is not a guy with a reputation for not working hard, and th- these are the type of events That's you... That's one thing we have never critiqued about him. Never. Right. This is, these, are the, these are the events where, you you know, you earn that reputation, and, and, and if, you, if you're trying to say that, um, you know, Jarvis Landry is a super positive influence, these are the type of events where that happens, where he's you know, leading the way and pushing teammates and demanding they, you know, live up to a certain uh, bar and those type of things. Um, Odell Beckham would be in a similar mold. These are guys who, you know, are very uh, well regarded in terms of that aspect of the game. So, you know, that if that rubs off and, and, and Higgins and, and Callaway are, are pushing themselves in the same way, then you can, you know, you can expect some special things. And Najoku and those guys, like, tight ends are there too. So, uh, you know, hopefully that means, like, DeValve is there and, and Demetrius Harris, who can't catch cold, is there learning how to, you know, use his hands. Um, that, you know, th- those things are great. And obviously, you know, the, uh, you know, they're less likely to get in trouble and all those things. They're, there's just – everything is good about this. And these are the type of things where um, – if the Browns are great and they make the playoffs, these are the type of stories, you know, you, you, you relay to your kids or whatever uh, about, you know, how they got there and what it took to be great and these type of things. So, no, it's awesome. And I'm glad that uh, this is something Baker Mayfield has spearheaded since he, he got into the league and, and uh, is only getting more confident. And he has guys that, that want to be, you know, this is these are guys who are proven they want to be great. And that's 
this is the type of uh, extra work you need to, to get there. And it's a lot of it is because it's within you know your own doing, and, and you're setting the pace yourself. And it's you know, and it could be a Rashard Higgins or an Antonio Callaway saying, "Hey, this is something I want to work with you with. You know, let me run these routes today. This is what I need to feel a little bit more confident with." You know, same with you know, you know, obviously with David. And this is one of the weird things with Baker, even only into his second year. Baker, you know, is older. Then, you know, some of these guys, you know, whether it's Callaway, you know, obviously whether it's Njoku, David, you know, I mean, Baker with only being in his second year is a little bit older. And with what he did last year, you know, he's going into this almost like he's kind of the elder statesman, which he's not, obviously, with Odell and Jarvis. And, you know, but they they respect him that much where it's, you know, Baker talks, we'll listen, this is the work we're going to do today, and let's everybody go out there, and we're going to go out for 45 to an hour. We're going to go hard, balls to the wall, and let's get some good work in. Sure, and that's, you know, that is Baker Mayfield earning that respect in the locker room. And, and, and you know, this is how you become a leader is, is you know, it's hard work, you know, living up to your end. And uh, obviously some of the stuff that they're working on is some of the stuff that Baker Mayfield excelled at, which was, you know, where do guys want the ball um, and, and being able to hit those targets and, that makes a big difference. Certainly the timing element and, and, you know, that stuff is great. Um, and, and all, all that stuff. And, and I think, you know, when they come back and, and training camp starts, hopefully you'll, you, you know, it will be immediately evident on some of the stuff they've been doing as far as when they go against the defense. Um, so, you know, it's one of those things where, you know, you want guys to work as hard as possible and you just keep your fingers crossed that nobody comes up lame or anything like that. And there's no, you know, thing about somebody going down or whatever that uh everybody stays healthy and and gets better well and that's the thing and for baker he gets to develop you know the the timing and uh all right you're running this route and i need the ball out by this point which takes him in in-game situations where if he is getting a pass rush all right that option is now gone i'm looking for you know my safety valve my back out or I'm going rolling left, rolling right, whatever the scenario is, and we are now in a scramble, scramble, go, uh, scramble drill, guys, and we go from there. And there is a lot of benefit from this that can be taken. Um, so it, it, it's great to see it, and obviously, you know, I'm sure a lot of those guys are out there, you know, to wedding, uh, future wife's wedding, and you know, just caps off for a nice weekend, you know, nice little bonding experience, and you know, look, everybody go chill for a week and a half, and you know, we'll see everybody, you know, July 24th, and you know, we're gonna kick this thing off and for real, um, guys. iTunes rating reviews, uh, they help the show, they they help us draw new listeners here. Obviously, Pete and I, we we bust our butts here to bring you guys quality content. Like I said, we try to do as much as we can here to put out as many quality shows a week. If there's just times where there's not enough to give you you know there's no sense to just you know try to fake it just for the sake of it um obviously you know now the momentum's picking up and you know obviously it's understandable here you know we had that little lag there towards the end of june but you know momentum is now picking up so we appreciate that so itunes rating reviews um uh browns maven go ahead uh you know create yourself an account over there um, this is good because you actually go over there. You're only going to be talking with Browns fans because that's majority of what are you know following Pete's articles. You can talk with people over there. Uh, so if you haven't set up an account, make sure you go ahead and do that for Pete over there. You know, just make sure you're supporting us, guys. We're trying to do the best we can here to give you guys quality content. So we appreciate you guys for that. 
All right, uh, the next one is twofold here. Um, and with the 4th of July question from Giovanni Ravis, Gio, I do appreciate it. But the thing with 4th of July this week, this year, and uh, we're still going to take the question and do it, is it's a little bit tougher with 4th of July being a Thursday. If you get 4th of July on a Friday or a Saturday or even a Sunday, there's a, you know those parties, those barbecues go better. But Pete, set up the plate. What's your what's your Fourth of July barbecue plate? As far as preference of meat side dessert. Okay, so the Fourth of July is important for a number of reasons. One is the best commentated sports event of the year, oh, God. and I could give less of a shit about what actually happens in the hot dog eating competition. But I love the two guys that do the commentating for it. It's spectacular. I never uh, salivate for hot dogs more. When I, and my wife thinks I'm a freaking sick bastard. Because literally, she's like, what'd you do? And I was like, oh, I just went outside and fired up the coal. She's like, how could you eat hot dogs right now? I, I'm like, well, you, so they just said hot dog 2,000 2, times. So I want hot dogs. Yes, there's no doubt about it. I wish those guys did other sporting events just to see how they do it. Uh, but yes, uh, it's fantastic. I, again, I don't care about the hot dogs. I think it's fantastic when they uh, use every uh, every descriptor possible, uh, breaking down chipmunking. Powerful, chipmunking is one of my favorites. Powerful jowl movement. We're referring yes. to the uh, Nathan's hot dog eating competition as the epicenter of patriotism. Um, well, they drop in what what the, what liquid they like to dump those buns into. He likes his right. pink lemonade. <laughs> But uh, yeah, it's spectacular. But in general, to me, the Fourth of July is a is a uh, is a burger and dog day. No uh, doubt about it. And 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 that does you know if if you want to dress it up and make it you know you know go premium with your your burgers and stuff. But to me, it's it's you know it doesn't have to be fancy. Nope. So you know if you, if you if this is like a you know burger you know chips type thing or, or burger if you're a potato salad yep. just a burger potato salad type type uh deal and then you know if, if you're a beer guy you know it's a great beer holiday uh it, it you know there's a lot of good sporting events tend to be so if you're you know somebody you know have, have a you you're, you uh can put a tv outside or whatever you, it's one of those where you basically just hang out all day uh try to keep the inside insects off you as long as possible hang out uh drink some beers eat some burgers and, and you know that's sort of like a, a nine hour you know, eating thing where you just basically sort of finding your way to find fit that uh, fifth burger down uh, <laughs> as you go. And and I'm not sure I, I could be wrong, but I, I'd be curious to know like this is if the Fourth of July this year is is going to be one of the uh, U.S. Women's World Cup games because if it is, that that would be another you know easy thing to that would be your centerpiece, of course. Um, I couldn't agree more. Yeah, it's and, and part of it is though it's kind of like. Um, it's kind of also like the floating party, you know, some come in, some come out, you know, the kids, you know, you know, for me in a neighborhood, you know, the kids could be at one house down the street, then they come floating through and about, you know, every 45 minutes to an hour, it's, you know, all right, grills on, you know, all right, we'll throw on another 10 to 15 dogs, another 10 burgers, who wants cheese, who doesn't, it's, you know, it, it's, you know, it's it's I don't I don't equate the Fourth of July so much with food. I do agree, Pete. It's more of you know the beer. You know for for the ladies. You know I, you know obviously a lot of them do drink beer, but you know the wine, the simple cocktails. It's you know 
the Fourth of July shouldn't be a frilly thing. Um, and to add a dessert, you know, you you pray your local ice cream man comes rolling on down the street. Go get a strawberry shortcake. What's so uh, you know, whatever comes off the ice cream truck. Go get yourself something solid in that aspect. But it's more about consumption and base than it is you know truly having a good meal. It's not one of the you know, it's not Easter, Christmas. Be that you know any of those types. It's it's more yeah. You know, it, it's burgers. It's dogs. Potato salad. Macaroni salad. Uh, if you want to throw in some baked beans, that's fine. Maybe some corn on the cob. But it's it's not so much about you know the meal as much as it is just food being present and ready readily available. Um, which brings to the B side. Somebody threw out. Um, you know, obviously with Baker's May, Baker's uh, wedding being Sunday. Um, you know, you usually get that. Beef choice, Pete. You get that chicken choice. You get that fish choice. First things first, the fish choice is always off. Um, unless I can smell the water where these fish potentially came from, I'm not eating the fish. Uh, it's just not going to happen. Um, so for me, usually it's it, it's the beef. Um, you know, oh, chicken Kia. Yeah, because there's like seven million. Like I mean, chicken when you get them at a wedding. Look, Baker's venue is going to be a little. Fancier than we've all been to, but uh, for me, it's you know I want that filet mignon, you know, that's usually the route I'm going. Um, yeah. So you know, at Baker's Time wedding, rib. At, at Baker's wedding, I'm guessing there's no bad choice. Um, that that he uh, that he he's got the the catering that, that you want. But if you are at a, if you are going to a wedding where you're potentially in a steam tray situation, as I'd like to refer to it, <laughs> um. I'd always go beef um, because it is the easiest to, you know, have that much moisture in and be good. Um, where some of those other things, especially fish, if it's a steam tray, oof, the soggy fish, that is not, not the key to having a good time. Um, so, but yeah. even still, you know, I, I don't want to eat salmon when they made 100 pieces of salmon at the same time. No, no, thank you by any means whatsoever. Right, beef is the safest choice. Chicken is chicken is always fine. It just you can run into situations where you end up with a rather tasteless, it, no uh, flavor. Exactly, mass-produced so, chicken is usually going to be lacking in flavor. So beef is is the best chance that you're going to get something you can taste. The texture's not going to drive you nuts. Uh, you know, it, it's not going to be uh, the moisture won't kill you. It's easy to, you know, you get some of that out of it if you need to. But yeah, I, I, I'm a hundred percent with the beef. And you know, the other thing is, is, you know, normally go for the, you know, if it's not your dime and if it's a wedding, obviously, you know, you're providing a nice dime to the gri- uh, bride and the groom, um, you know, go for the beef. Um, and the other thing is a uh, baker, if there's a couple, you know, people you're not sure of, you know, the Lockdown Browns will come by and we'll, we'll eat our way through. I'll be honest, I'm only going to drink the light beer, so I'm not going to cost you a lot in the alcohol sales. So don't worry about that, you know. Whatever, I could do L.A. for a quick spin out for, you know, take the red eye out Saturday night, be there, you know. Maybe I'll even throw in a tie for you, big guy. So there's that. Um, Pete, we're getting near here to putting a bow on this. Uh, league-wise, and it, this kind of seems like this took up everything today. Is there anything we've missed? I mean, league-wise, Browns-wise? Uh, I don't think so. I think uh, everything is cream. Like we said, you don't want <laughs> any news right now is not the news anybody really wants to hear about. No, and and the thing that's going to be annoying about this, you know, and and it's annoying because this is just how the process tends to go, is you essentially get a day of the local media dealing with it, and then tomorrow and probably the next day, though mostly tomorrow, 
you're going to get the local beat reporters going on like national shows mm-hmm. uh, and then giving their view on it. And then that's going to take up and you're going to get into this into three, basically into the 4th of July. I think the best thing uh, that could happen to Kareem Hunt is we, the 4th of July gets here. Yes, and maybe Joey Chestnut eats 75 hot dogs to break his own record, so somebody will talk about that. Um, also on that, guys, um, ESPN 30 for 30 tomorrow night. There is, uh, I don't know if it's on Joey Chestnut specifically or it is on the competitive eating world, but oh, freak yeah, am I going to check that the hell out. Um, the underbelly of, uh, of, of the gurgitating championships and all that, yeah. Uh, apparently it's supposed to focus at least partly on the whole... Uh, uh, Joey Chestnut and Kobayashi. Kobayashi rivalry that hasn't been for various reasons. Apparently, this is going to get into. I've actually met him. Um, there's a, a guy who doesn't live far from me. I met him through a mutual friend, um, Don Povia. He's a he's very big, you know, uh, in the media relations. Uh, you know, represents a ton of athletes and things of that nature. And I've actually met him at an event that Don held in New York City years ago. Actually, for Brad Smith, you know, former New York Jet. Um, Good dude, um, but I, you know, it's you know, it, it's it, you definitely know there's going to be some weirdness to it because first things first, if that is something you were into and you were doing at the level to the point where you were literally on that stage in Coney Island, it's you know, there's a lot, lot to it. So, yeah, me look, I'm weird. I like you know different things. I'm definitely looking forward to it. And yes, I will have my Nathan's hot dogs and I will have some buns here uh, somehow, some way. I will consume. Some hot dogs on the Fourth of July, and my wife even she's like, I just don't get it. I'm like, no, I'm hungry. You know, I'm not going to eat them like they do. And you know, I do think if you gave me all day, I could do some real damage on some hot dogs. It probably would not be a good thing the next morning. But you know, it's Fourth of July, hot dogs, burgers. It's simple. You know, obviously, like Pete had said earlier. Uh, Pete Brown's Maven. What's been in the hopper? <laughs> well, I think you can imagine what's going to be, uh, you know. Uh, I, I, maybe you have a thing or two to put out tomorrow. Uh, hey, number so, one, don't go to the Barley House because that is one thing I've gotten a million times over. And even when I sent it to Jared Mueller today, he was just, you know, because Jared's like, well, we're trying to find some stuff here. And obviously, as he goes, no, Jared's over at the OBR. He's like, oh, the Barley House. And he's like, thank you. You know, I, I, I you know, we, we, we can try, I know who to contact to, to try and get some information. Yeah, apparently just don't go to the Barley House. Um, yeah, they, the thing is that the way that those things are set up, um, is it's one of those places where it has essentially like garage doors that open up. Uh, so, you know, it's very easy. It's very easy for the bar to be, you know, for people who are walking by to essentially be in the bar and people who are in the bar to be right outside. So there's more potential for that sort of. So now you're interacting with the street folk who are just walking on by and okay. So, so, you know, if that means that, you know, somebody's lubed up walking from a different bar or trying to get to another bar, that there's more chance of stuff happening along those lines, I suppose. So there's that. And obviously, you know, Pete, obviously have some things on Kareem Hunt. Um, Browns Maven on Twitter at Browns Maven. Make sure you're following over there at BrownsMaven.com. Obviously, you know, any work from Pete, check it, check it out. And like I said, guys, go ahead, you know, sign up. You know, uh, you know, as a user over there, you're able to talk over there. But the th- cool thing about it is, it's going to be majority Browns fans. And look, we all know sometimes we all do get a little brown, a little tired of Browns Twitter, so you need to step back get a little break. But if you know you want to, there's a bunch of stuff to talk about over there. Um, at 
P underscore Pete Smith underscore. Make sure you're following over there. Uh, always appreciate Pete for the time and the effort he can give me as we, you know, we try to help each other through this year in what should be a ridiculously, hopefully positive returns on a 2019 season. Um, and look, as we, you know, we've talked about this, you know, when Pete first started, you know, it was probably midway through 2017, you know, the season doing shows with me. It was like, it was really hard to put some sunshine on a freaking turd. Now it's just the point of trying to say, relax. Maybe it's not as great as we think, but maybe it's really, really good, and it's it, it's going to be fun to see the way this all plays out. And so, you know, obviously, always appreciate everybody for that. The uh, Locked On Browns Twitter account at Locked On Browns, all underscore, uh, all in uh, lowercase. Uh, always follow back uh, account. Uh, anything you need, and you know, as I always say, you guys, you know, a lot of you guys aren't huge on a Twitter. Feel free to send a direct message over there. Stuff you want on the show. Um, we're getting more and more, you know, positive feedback, and people just sending messages over there. You know, keep it up, guys. You know, we appreciate what you're doing, and we love the fact that you will take some stands on some things that some media won't even touch with a 10-foot pole. But which we've always told you, we will call it like we see it. We will take each situation as it comes. And thank you everybody for that. Me personally, at Jeff underscore LJ underscore Lloyd. Um, throw a follow over there. Like I said, ratings, reviews, sign up over at Browns Maven. Um, you guys helping push the product helps us, you know, continue to put out a great product. The more people that want to listen, the more people that want to follow, just it makes the juices flow for us to just continue to put out great stuff for you. I'm actually looking forward to getting back to the in-season shows. You know, I miss the Pete. I mean, those those Friday night pregame shows. Those were really, really freaking good. Well, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I got bad news for you. If we're not taping those early, you're... Oh, no, 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 we'll figure those out. You know that. Um, yeah, so... Actually, oh, I, I think we, maybe we ended up... The, well, I guess, the, you know, obviously, this, uh, hopefully for you, we're going to have to do these shows somewhere on Saturday because things didn't work out for you, obviously, you know, with the uh, Streetsboro program. But hopefully, we'll have to find some way to squeeze these in on Saturday. Oh, it's something like that. But uh, no, we'll figure it out. Uh, no, I, I'm look. I can't not wait for real football things to, to talk about. I, uh, you know, the, the off season stuff has sort of uh, forced me to focus on some of the unheralded players, which is interesting. Uh, but yeah, I'm ready for football competition to see what you know these guys actually do and and where this thing's going to go. Yes, and you know he's not good, and you know I, I I miss the days of Pete saying he can't play dead. I miss those days. I miss those types of episodes. So hopefully we can get back to those soon. Chad Thomas is still here. <laughs> well, there's that, folks. Um, so guys, uh, obviously we appreciate everything. Um, always appreciate you guys riding along. Um, look with Kareem, it's just get it together for yourself. For if not anybody else, get it together for yourself. Um, you don't want to end up, you know, obviously, you know, the old Bronx tail line. You don't want to end up, don't be, you know, don't be wasted talent. You know, he's got the world in front of him. He needs to realize it for himself. Um, with that, this has been your daily delivery of all things Dog Pound, LGB on the LOB. Let's go, Browns.